Hello, welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. And uh, we are here today at Broadcasting House in London uh, in a nice little room and uh, actually self-contained room. And it's not a, a room where everybody else is listening into our conversations. If you've watched W1A, um, we are actually genuinely in a proper room. And uh, Unlike W1A, it was a nightmare to actually get a room booked, yeah. um, which was in the very first episode <laughs> of W1A. Yeah. And, it, and it was like the BBC saying, oh, isn't it hilarious yeah. that you can't book a room at the BBC, to which me as, as a as a worker was like no it's not funny yeah <laughs> but uh, so nevertheless we are we have managed to do that and we were uh, joining us uh, today are two of the uh, two guests our two guests are from BBC writers room hello. who uh, first of all please welcome Simon Simon Nelson hello how are you hello and Amanda Farley Yes, so um, you probably, I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you know exactly what BBC Writer's Room is. But uh, shall we just start by getting, uh, Simon, would you like to tell us what the BBC Writer's Room is? Yes, of course. So the Writer's Room um, is a unit that sits inside BBC commissioning. And our job fundamentally is to find and develop new writers for drama for comedy and for children's. Um, we work across television, radio and online, so we're multi-platform, <clears throat> and we work with as many departments as we possibly can who um, who are in the business of making all sorts of different kinds of fiction. Um, and that can be anything from social media sketches through to maybe VR and right into kind of traditional old-fashioned... Sorry, VR... Stunning. So VR would be virtual reality. Right. Um, and one part of our job is to act as uh, a kind of uh, laboratory for new new writing and new ways of telling stories. Right. VR, we're already showing our age here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I do know what AR is. Yeah. AR, augmented reality. Augmented, yeah. yeah. Doing yes. that too. yeah. Um, we haven't played with the AR yet, but... Um, a little bit with we've um, done a research bit. and development, but right. mainly VR at the moment, because that's more accessible technology-wise, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is it worth uh, saying at this point uh, the one the one thing that uh, you are not, which is uh, and the, 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 just just to set the record straight, uh, you are not going to develop people's scripts, are you? No, v uh, very unusual. It would be very unusual for us to do that. Our key mission is to develop writers, um, and um, to depending on what stage in their career they might be. Uh, to develop them in such a way that they get to a point where where they are then in a position to do to do more work. Right. Um, uh, I think James, I've heard you say in the past. Um, you know, someone will get your script and they will probably never make it, but no. they might be interested in you. Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of fairly industry standard, really. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're glad you're saying that because we, we do we do stress this a lot yeah. on the podcast. Don't expect your thing to get made. And then people go, well, then what's the point of me writing it? Well, now we know. Yes. <laughs> this is the point of writing it. You yeah. guys. And what, yeah. we're, what we're looking for, people say, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What we're looking for is voice. Mm. We're looking for a very particular um, way, a, un you know, a new way, a unique way of telling your story, of telling stories um, mm. that come from this place. Mm. Um, and, um, and then people, so the next question people say is, uh, well, what is that? Um, to which the not helpful answer is, you know it when you say it or you know it when you hear yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but... Um, one one of the one of the ways we do that is through um, our uh, unsolicited 
um, windows, mm. which is open to absolutely anybody when they can send in uh, their script. We divide it into drama and comedy. So obviously for this purposes of this, we'll talk about comedy. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, that's when people are able to just send in their script and that's uh, all of them get read to some extent. Um, and that's where we start to find these mm. new voices. Yeah. And certainly, you know, I think last year we had, what, 2,000? Yeah, just under 2,700 scripts. So just under 2,700 wow. comedy scripts. Comedy. Just comedy, comedy, just comedy. Yeah, That's over a year, yeah? Or was yes, that in just that, in that window. So yeah. that's window. in that window. Mm. Um, we should just point out the window is open. Or it's opening, it's opening on, on, on the 19th of March. 19th of March. And it closes on the 16th of April. Right. Mm. So whilst that window is open, this is the chance yeah. for you to get that sitcom or comedy script yeah. in there. Yeah. And it is worth, let's, let's just dwell on that number of 2,700 because you, you will easily get that again, won't you? You'll get yes. two and a half, three thousand. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and therefore, it is worth having in mind um, if you're listening to this and thinking, I'm going to send in my script, that, that, you, that you are competing with a lot of other scripts. Yeah. And although, and I, people never believe you when, when you say this, um, the BBC are desperate to find new writers. And, you know, I am sitting here looking at two people whose job it is to yes. find new writers. <laughs> that is our job. And that is their express, and that is the point of this whole thing. So, bearing in mind, the system is, in one sense, stacked in your favour. Yeah. Um, they are not trying to keep you out. They want to, to find you and, and to get you in. It is also worth saying that there are 300, there are 3,000 people also trying to get through that same door at the same time. It's um, actually a window, James. It's a window. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. That, that therefore, you. But but also, it's worth thinking. Um, they're trying to develop you as a writer, and therefore, and not a show that you think is or should be made. Now, yeah. and therefore, that is going to affect what you submit, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, it is. Um, I mean, I, I would always say, send your best work. Hmm. Um, that's probably stating the obvious. Um, but but at the same but not send your best work not what you think is most likely to be made exactly not the same thing it's not the same thing at all because I am interested in hearing as I say the voice hearing mm. your voice I want to hear your comic voice um, and uh, and the best of that mm. um, what what I'm not particularly interested in seeing is a retread of something that you saw mm. last week. Yeah. Um, and when you look at nearly 3,000 scripts in one go, yeah. it's a very useful exercise yeah. because it becomes very clear very quickly the ones that stand out. Right. Um, and, you know, even if 5% mm. stand out, that's still 150 scripts. Yeah. That's still a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and um, from that, we then have to chisel that down even further yeah. until we get down to the very, very top end. So it's important to send your best work, send the best version of you. Yeah. Um, I think it is also worth, James, though, um, doing a certain amount of due diligence mm. in as much as... Although it is very unlikely that the script you send will be developed in itself it is still worth having an understanding of the industry as a whole yeah um you know if if you send i don't know a you know, a six a six hour film mm. 
Um, I'm not sure who you're yeah. trying to work with. Yeah, yeah. Is this something that happens? Then? Some sometimes, yes, yes. And yeah. I, I, Aman I Amanda's limit. nodding furiously. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not necessarily a limit on please send. Please make sure it's between thirty and forty pages, or X number of we words, ask or thirty pages as a minimum. Okay. But you can send two fifteen-minute scripts. In that, if you've written shorts, you can send three ten-minute shorts. Okay. So it's it's more to get a sense of you as a writer. Um, yeah, to get a, you need a certain amount of bulk, I yeah. think, to just to be able to 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 judge someone's writing mm. fairly. Um, who does the reading is a big question, of yeah. course, and we have a very talented pool of readers um, who work in the industry in some way they all work with scripts on some mm. level um, actually at, at very high levels but in different areas mm. um, of, of the industry um, and they the, the question I it's interesting you know question I get asked a lot by the readers when they come for advice is um, I think this is really good but it's not it's not my taste mm. and we have a broad enough pool of people to, because not everybody's taste the same mm. to be able to take that script and say okay that's fine that's a yeah. yeah well done for saying that yeah let's give it to someone else who yeah. doesn't share your taste and we and then we can have a, a sensible discussion around them is there a comic voice here yeah. um and um and i think that's really important yeah, yeah. uh it's not just based on one person's particular um prejudices or proclivities but equally there is a even if something is not your taste you can see that there is a quality in the writing Absolutely. normally yeah. that even though you go so yeah i've read, read plenty of scripts where i just think this is this this is this might be really good it probably is really good it's 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 a script for a tv show that i would never choose to watch and i therefore i have nothing to say yes. other, you know this is this is a genre that i don't know about or um so yeah, so it's it is encouraging to know that readers are kind of briefed to say there there, there's, there might be something here. Yeah, I am not the one to spot it. Yes, and so you're sort of shifting some scripts I, around a bit. I think as a writer, you can help the reader by because like in the first instance, they're looking at the first ten pages and so making sure that you hit the ground running with with the mm. comedy is really important. Like sometimes a writer can save the best for the end, but unfortunately, you need to kind of. Yeah, I think bring it to the front. Bring it to the front. I mean, we're very transparent about that. The first, with with that amount of scripts, mm. you have to bring in some sort of system, mm -hmm. and so all scripts will get an initial ten page read. Mm. So the first ten pages, listeners. the first ten pages are <laughs> really important. We have a whole episode entitled, I think, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the first ten pages, yeah. in which yeah. we say you, you, you've got to um, make actually, those. What you have to have in those first ten pages, we, we, we've. Done. I mean, we, and we slightly cribbed that off a, another podcast called Script Notes, which yes. I know you were aware of. Yes. And they they give you three pages. Yeah. Um. And actually, if, if we're honest, you can sort of tell after three pages you whether have. you want to read the next ten. Yes. Sometimes, rarely, the the following seven prove you wrong about the first three. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so they're going to get ten pages read for sure. For sure. Um. And if uh, if the reader has enjoyed yeah. those 10 pages that goes back into the or is morbidly curious as to how it is well unfortunately then it goes to somebody else yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they will read 20 pages 20 to 30 yeah right okay um, which for comedy scripts is often the yeah. end yes uh, so that's often, often yeah. all of it um but any that then get through that sift yeah. will then get a full read, um, and that's when we start okay. writing down some reports mm. and things. Just, just, just to go right back to the very beginning and the yes. very basics. So we've got you, you, 
when you give that figure of like 5% being 150. Um, of the 95%, and obviously you can't give me exact figure, or yeah, maybe you can, uh, <laughs> but I mean, what are the sort of things that immediately make you go, no, there uh, must be, may, yeah, there's maybe, <laughs> if they're, I, I, if they're off, written in green ink, picking, yeah, off the top of my head, yeah. I'm saying, even saying like 50%, say, mm. where you kind of know pretty much, no, this isn't going to work. Do you, what, 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 what's other kind of typical mm. mistakes that you see? Mm. Um, in, in terms of, formatting and things like that um of course it helps if your script looks like a script should look like and i would encourage everybody to find out what a, a script looks like we have got a, a library of scripts on our website so if you don't know what a comedy script looks like go there there will be scripts on there that you can say oh that's how it's laid out and there's formatting guidelines as well so you can download like samples that you can use as templates yeah that said um if something came in in a an unorthodox way but was brilliantly funny mm. we're not we're not mad enough to say no we can't have that yeah. we're we're going to want to talk to that person mm. because you can teach technical stuff you can't teach that raw comic talent yeah. i don't think yeah. um uh, and and that's what we're looking for um in terms of what i look for or what starts to turn me off when i'm reading a script maybe a better way to approach it um if I cover up the names in the mm. script and all the lines sound the same, that's a problem. That's a problem. Mm. It just means that you haven't defined your characters, you mm. haven't done your character work, and you know comedy runs on character engines, and um, if you don't have them there, you, your script isn't ready. Mm. Uh, you haven't found that that comic voice that 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 runs those characters they sh i should be able to read a page of dialogue and know mm. that these are different people um without necessarily seeing the names change characters so key i yeah. think you you, yeah. you fall in love with sitcom characters and, and comedy characters mm. um prose novels books mm. we get a lot of that sometimes and that yeah. that that's not quite us not like if if you are submitting to us, it needs to be in a script format, not a not a not yeah. a short story. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. radio and um, you know I would uh, I, I would encourage people to th a to listen to more radio comedy mm. and b to think about writing for radio. Um, I think radio is a very pure comedy form. Mm. A really good radio comedy is just joyous to listen mm -hmm. to yeah. radio um, is the writer's medium really and they make they have more slots they make more content yeah. they have more and they you know they, they're for various reasons some of them technological they're in a position where they can maybe take more risks yeah. you, you can often command a, a very high standard of cast because yeah. it doesn't take that long to make all that sort of thing um i would get people to think about radio think about writing for radio um and also like shows like Newsjack where you can submit sketches and one-liners yeah. and you know yeah. that's always really nice when yeah. you meet a writer that has thought about the industry and is building up credits and yeah. you know yeah I think I think understanding the landscape of the industry mm. is really important in terms of uh, if, if someone's written sketches for Newsjack or, or whatever and they're they're kind of getting um, maybe one or two credits under their belt at what point at what point can you sort of you have to say well I'm afraid you've already 
gone through the door or the window, you're on your own now. Uh, is there an upper limit to r- amount of credits that you can have? No. Um, th- there's probably... If you, James, were yeah. to send me a script into, into Code Room, I, I would have to question what we yeah. could do for you. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> to be honest. Like yeah. um, maybe, um, maybe, you know, you could be... Yeah. Ja- James just um, shoving, shoving his script back yes, into his right. bag. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's but, sorry, James. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, there, we, we do get... I mean, very often people that... That's, that that we are we are meeting at, yeah. at the other end of that uh, script mm. window process. Um, very often they have got a few a few credits yeah. under their belt, um, maybe from News Jack, maybe from the theatre world. But you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's that that's quite quite yeah. often yeah. Uh, the case. Although we don't know that before we um, yeah. we we uh, so we read blind. So we we read blind. Yeah, the, the scripts come to get the names taken off. Yeah. So, so you don't know you don't know name, gender, ethnicity, anything. Don't know any of that. It's just it's, it's just all in the script. Page, you know, scene one. Yeah, and that's what what is read yeah, and, yeah. and judged. Yeah. Um, and do you find this is one thing that we found with scripts that we've looked at over the, the years of doing this podcast is that when we do read the first ten pages. Quite often, nothing happens till page nine. Yes. Um, is that something? You know, I think people love to set up, set up, set up, and actually, they're thinking of movies at that point. Because yeah. in in a movie, you've got fifteen minutes where the, no one's going to leave a movie after fifteen minutes, so you can sort of do what you like and set up, establish the normal before you then start to subvert it. Whereas in a comedy script, especially for TV and radio, you've you don't really have that time, and do you? Halfway through by that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, exactly. I, yeah. I think it's always good to you know come in late and get out early is always a, a, a good yeah. thing but also i mean i the acid test i, I always say this to people when they when they've sent me a very set setty mm. script i say have you ever started watching a television program five minutes in mm. have you ever got to the end and thought i've no idea that that was about because i didn't see the first five minutes yeah i guarantee you haven't yeah generally you can well there's that old it is a film adage but mm. burn the first reel you know yeah you can come in yeah. running, hit the ground running, and certainly those in those first ten pages, when you've got a very strong character, yeah. who you very quickly understand what their flow, their yeah. comic flow is, where their hubris lies. Um, it's and that's that, and that gives you a lift. You just get a physical yeah. lift. I can feel my chest rising yeah. when I read that first yeah. page and think, oh. We we're in a really good comic script. A show that does it really well. It's old now, but Friends, the pilot episode of Friends, the first three, four pages sets up all the character flaws. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, like it's yeah. whether you like the show or not, it's a really sparse way of kind of establishing that world. Yeah. Anyone who says they don't like, don't like it, they are lying. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not like yeah. Friends? It's, yeah. it's and what it also perfect. does is, it, uh, uh, as, as well as setting up each of the characters and everything that happens in that opening scene happens in the next 250 episodes but it also uh the 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 sort of the end of the first part is just a great visual gag mm. of uh when when yeah. uh, rachel walks in yeah and that, that's goes. and it's just a complete that's the, th- the thing when you're you're so busy setting up all your com- comedy uh plates to spin you gotta remember oh and you need a good funny laugh out loud mm. visual gag suddenly coming in there mm. Um, There's one thing Stephen McCrum always used to say when we were doing Bluestone 4-2, when we were pitching him individual storylines for a show that we thought that people already liked, he was saying, what's the grab? 
what is the you know it's like they could watch anything right now yeah. and they could they could switch over and it is amazing that even a show set in Afghanistan uh, during an active war situation where there are IEDs in the ground you still actually have a potential and a capacity to be boring yes it's incredible it's yeah. amazing um, how boring storytellers uh, can be and so you want to just bear in mind that that first 10 pages is, is crucial and you don't want to leave an interesting incident to page nine um, you know not. you want to get that onto page page one two three yeah. and I think people think that you have to establish character before story but to some extent story they, sh- they should be story is character isn't it it is and a, and a character who is in a, in a story way doing something and you think oh why have they done that you know no normal person would do that well this isn't a normal person exactly. this, is, this is the kind of person that would do that that's exactly rather what's than sitting that... around saying what sort of person they are yeah what's that action telling you about that character yeah and, that, and they are they are inter, inter, interwoven yeah. and, and yeah. The, you know this is not a new discovery for any of us no know. but it's amazing but how quickly <laughs> you forget it and you just sort yeah. of chisel out this script and and you sort of wonder why nobody nobody is interested in it is because nothing <laughs> happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, a couple of things I wanted to pick up on that you said so far. Yeah. And the first, first of them, you said uh, we're looking for voice, and we don't know what it is until we see it. Which yeah. is, which <laughs> is I'm sorry, is, <laughs> no, it's absolutely true, and obviously very frustrating for a writer. But then the other thing you mentioned when you're talking about uh, characters, and you put uh, you put your hand over the names, and you don't know who's saying which. So, on uh, it, it's not just about you finding your voice but it's that each each character has got their own voice as well is yes. would you say that's kind of to, to, that's to, that that help when you say when we're looking for voice it's not necessarily obviously whatever it is that you bring that's unique is great but yeah i think that's absolutely yeah. right absolutely right and and again that's about doing your character work and and you know why why do why would a million people want to watch this? Mm. Um, um, and you have to ask yourself that question. You have to be rigorous about that question mm. all the time. Why would anyone want to watch this? Why do they want to hear this story? Why do they want to see this person? Um, and, you know, there are a hundred books about writing comedy which will talk about mm. the central comic character having an overinflated ego and, you know, all these sort of things that... We've all we've all been to, and and they're probably all basically right, mm. um, but it's about finding with your own unique comic talent, the one that you want to talk about, mm. um, and um, I think it's a bit like fleshing into those characters as well, because yeah. I think the more specific you can be, it makes it more universal. It's a really yeah. strange thing, but it's the little details that is very specific to that person that you'll recognise. Yeah running through your life as an audience member yes and it turns it turns a stereotype into a character doesn't it It, yeah it's very easy to think of a stereotype and to write a larger than life monster um but actually you want you you want your version of of that and you know ideally it it could be somebody that you know personally someone you used to work for someone who used to work for you uh so you know what i mean it could be could be your aunt or it could be um, you know, a worrying amount of Miranda is based on real people. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I don't think I'm being uh, uh, talking out of school here when I think the expression "such fun" was not invented <laughs> by the show, but was was heard. Um, but, um, but yeah. No, no, no. Speaks of a situation, and I think that's one thing that sometimes. Um, 
there needs to be a feeling of the moment to a script, I guess, as well, doesn't it? In terms of, it's amazing how, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but uh, I was talking to Richard and I the other day about, oh, could we do a bomb disposal show, you know, set in London or, or mm. whatever? And you go, yeah, but we're kind of done with bombs now, yeah. aren't we? Um, and so some sort of ideas or situations or attitudes or characters can feel quite dated quite quickly. Yeah. And sometimes it's interesting that somebody who believes something that was deemed to be normal in the 80s is now suddenly, oh, crikey, how, how am I the bad guy? What, what happened? Um, you get a fish out of water thing if you sort of own it. But sometimes things, you know, so it's worth asking yourself, wh why this character and why now? Why now, I think, is really, really important. Um, I was watching a very, very old episode of Steptoe uh, quite recently, and um, it's an episode where um, Harold is taking the, the rag and bone truck round quite a posh area, mm. and he... Um, yeah, so he, he he gets greeted at the front door by a very attractive upper middle class Ooh. young woman, um, and of course being Harold, he sort of tries to talk slightly highfalutin, yeah. to, you know, and goes to all the places that that, yeah. that character does so well. Um, but what's interesting about it is not there's obviously comedy in in that exchange, but also it's really important that that was roughly fifteen years after the war because it was fifteen years before the war. He would never have got to meet her. Mm. He'd have had to go round the back and deal with the servants. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and so, it, of course, that is a brilliant comic character. But the time that it came about yeah. also heightens yeah. the, the the comedy in that character as well. Um, and I think I think you're absolutely right, James. I think you have to. Why now? Why am I talking about this? Del Boy, you know, yeah. he's a creation of the eighties. He's a brilliant comic character, but it's important that he's from the 80s as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, as he sort of morphs into a 90s yuppie type as well, yeah, doesn't that's he? Right, and, yeah. You know, it's sort of... He's, as, as the show develops. Yeah, yeah, as the show develops. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is... Yeah, it's, there is a, a timeliness to it. Unless you, you know, you've written... And I guess, in a way, some things that are not set now, but are set in the past, can have a timelessness to them. Absolutely. But at the same yeah. time, you know... I mean, Blackadder's a very good example of, you yeah. know, um, uh, you know, a brilliant comic character and set in many, many times. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could do another five different yeah. eras. Absolutely, and, yeah. Um, but that's, that. I suppose that's, in a sense, that's the advantage that you have if you're sending in a script now. Because if you're, when James and I are writing our sitcom scripts and pitching them we're we're aware that now is actually even if we're really lucky and the, the system's fast and they mm. love our thing and now is two years from now yes. whereas if you're sending in a script if you don't don't feel the burden of this script has to be that you know everything about uh, what it's about has to be right if you're just thinking well no actually if it's set now and it's going to be read now and they're not they're not looking so much for my idea as for my ability to write yes. so you can be a little bit more I suppose topical a little bit more contemporary than when you're actually trying to come up with your sitcom trying to make it industry proof yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry yeah. Going, um, no I was just uh, just kind of on that thing it's it's the storytelling principle isn't it it's that audience the audience sitting at home like you can have something with Del Boy but it's saying something about the society mm. sorry going back now too far no 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 not um, at all. no but it's just yeah. yeah it's just interesting that you don't I don't, I don't like so long as you have something to say as a writer like as I think sometimes you can find a script where there's it, there's nothing as as an audience, you're asking them to go on a journey yeah. and there needs to be something at the yeah. end of that journey to make that story 
worthwhile. Yeah, I read a script a while ago that was in a particular setting, and it was odd actually because I I spoke to the writer about it, and he he'd actually had personal experience of this situation, and I thought, wow, this feels like somebody thought, wouldn't it be funny to set a show here? And it didn't feel like they had special access or a special understanding of that area. And I guess that's another a way of being distinctive is that if you have special knowledge or special access or understanding of a situation or, or, an, in, or what's called an industry or a bit that we haven't seen before. Yes, I mean, certainly some very good scripts that I've read, you, you can feel the authenticity of a particular mm. scenario. Um, I, I, you know, a script I once read was, was, was set in a hospital and it was very clear that the writer had clearly worked in the NHS. Mm. There was, you know, the, the attention to detail without it, being dull mm. was was it was just it was just part of the of the texture. Mm. Um, unfortunately, most people most of the time work in offices, yeah. and so uh, you know and we've mm. already done the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, well, you might have to think a little bit more broadly about yeah. your experience. I think that's research, though, as well. Like, it, I think it, it, it can has be, to yes. feel like I think attention to detail can make something feel earned so that yeah. if you're gonna you know you can poke fun but knowing that world really well helps yeah. to kind of yeah. make it feel less like yeah well also the, the, the superficial yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think though that the specificity is good but it, it it's also not enough and yeah. so it feels like it needs to be so with this situation uh, that i was reading it felt like it was um it was set in a pub and i thought um Oh, that's kind of interesting because we keep hearing that two pubs close every week or something, or nine pubs close every hour. Yeah. Or is it, we're continually being told this. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's interesting because, you know, pubs used to be like churches where everyone used to meet and that's where society came together. And if not there, then where? How is this? And so it was, so I was just, I was kind of looking for some kind of almost spiritual, but sort of social kind of backdrop of what what sort of society are we or what you know what do we want to be or how how are we going to be friends with each other or something like that and actually it was it was a perfectly funny script which mechanically kind of worked but ultimately and it was sort of surprising that somebody was brought up in that world and would have seen this industry sort of mm. crumbling or yeah. changing and sort of morphing into gastro pubs something like that um so i think it's worth thinking you know what is is the world that these characters are in changing? Has it changed? Are they struggling to get used to it? I, I think that's absolutely right. And I think, again, that's about attention to detail. Mm. And, you know, you can almost guarantee if, if someone has created beautifully detailed characters, mm. the world will be beautifully detailed as well. Mm. Um, you know, the, what, what one lives in dread of is not the terrible script, because actually you don't see very many of those. What you see is the perfectly competent. Mm. You see an awful lot of that. And when you're looking at 3,000 scripts, perfectly competent isn't going to cut through. Yeah, It has to have comic voice and attention to detail That's and character. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, competence in one sense is a kind of a basic, but actually, yeah. because you're looking for writers rather than and voices rather than competence, yes. um, that should just make make us go back to our ideas and just think yeah. is this making me is this the sort of script that I write or you know uh, rather than, and there are lots of very good writers who will happily write on other people's shows and do stuff and actually if you've and to some extent I mean Simon Blackwell was in a position where he was constantly writing on other people's shows 
and felt like he had personally nothing to say. And then he comes out with back, you know, yeah. having won Emmys and blah, blah, blah. It seems amazing that you could get to that level. Yeah. Um, having written Peep Show episodes and, you know, yeah. lots of the old guys and that kind of thing. So it's just worth thinking what, you know, what idea is going to make me, yeah. my voice sing, as it were. Where did my personal <laughs> yeah. hang-ups, yeah. My, my angst, yeah. where's the things that make me cringe or whatever how can i how, how can i put those how, how can i monetize yeah. <laughs> my, my neuroses yeah. but also what you don't want to do necessarily yeah. is and this can happen is where everybody in the comedy basically agrees with each other so it yeah. may be that you that you have a a strong view you know either to the left or to the right or about some social issue and everyone in that world is sort of agreed that that is correct actually what you want is the conflict yeah. of you know the Alf Garnet and the uh, and the son-in-law yeah. and the daughter and you know sort of person versus the world. You know you need yeah. to so it's not it's not enough to have something to say. You also need to show, you know, you need to have characters saying it but arguing against it. It's and you need that to be kind of thing a family, isn't it? Like yeah. they say that all sitcoms kind of are a family in yeah. some way, and because you have all those like hierarchies and dynamics and different points of view in a family. Mm. A, you know, no family agrees on everything all of the time but you're united and I think that's the kind of ethos that works well in a script I think and uh, there's always a, a danger in like a show like this where we're kind of trying to help people and then some will say something uh, that, that completely conflicts with what we just said before yes. but I just wanted to pick up on what you're saying about the sort of a, a, a beautiful attention to detail mm. um, there is also conversely you just say um Basil Fawlty is a snob mm. and that kind of tells you everything yeah, yeah. about and yeah. you put him in the show and it's sort of okay obviously it's John Cleese etc etc but when you have a character and you know you can you can encapsulate the comedy of the yeah. character in a very pithy sentence it's not um we don't necessarily want to know what they eat for breakfast and where they uh, went to college and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I that think that's to do with their with the the, the comic the comic flaw, mm. um, the, the the distance between their actual ability and and who they think they are and yeah. and you know we've had this conversation mm. James in the past about that an awful lot of people who sit in the centre of a comedy and a sitcom, you know, that's. The issue, Captain Mannering, mm. Frazier, mm. um, you know, you, you could you could go on. There's this sort of the distance, Delboy, you know, the mm. distance between reality and their own imagined self. Mm. Um, uh, so yes, you can sum that up in yeah. in in one or two words yeah. very often, um, but then you have to start the work. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So in a way, you you sort of want to embrace the complexity and the detail, but also you then need to take another step back. And say, well, what have what have what have I got here? Yeah. And then some of that detail will fall away, and that's yeah. fine. And I think just getting used to, I think that's one thing that new writers struggle with is they they feel that they're wasting their time coming up with stuff that's then going to be thrown away. Yeah. But actually, all all experience really teaches you is how incredibly wasteful the pro the project is and the project incredibly is. Wasteful. And but that's not. But in a, it seemed wasteful, but it isn't because you needed to know all that stuff. And then you leave it behind. And I guess one of the other things, therefore, that we talk about, not only does nothing happen in the first 10 pages, but they're giving you 10 pages of backstory. Yes. Um, and no one no one cares. No, um, it, sh it should all be there now. Yeah. You know? And the, and the, the, the future, you know, it should be scripts. 
and my writing partner Richard is very good on this occasionally I come up with an idea for something and he'll just say yeah but all the characters are looking backwards mm -hmm. you need to find a way to make them look forwards and you know be proactive and yeah, yeah and so in a way they can be informed by their past but their past has to be driving them forward it does, yeah. and actually we may not discover why what their past is or why they're being driven forward until later or till the second series it yeah. doesn't matter that's a nice problem to have um, but um, as Paul Mayhew Archer would always say the venerable Paul Mayhew Archer what did the Vicar of Dibley do before she arrived in Dibley no one knows, no one knows. or at least yeah. he didn't know and he co-wrote <laughs> half the episodes yeah. she just yeah. turned up yeah yeah um, you're right, Jim, and, and it can it can seem very wasteful, and you feel often that you. I would what piece of advice I would give is, it's already wasteful. You don't have to waste more time. And something I would say to new writers, a, a mistake that is often made is, someone will hand you a script and they'll say, "I've written the whole series," oh, to yeah. which my response is, "Why?" Why? If this script doesn't work... When I was a journalist in South Wales, <laughs> yeah. I wrote all six episodes of my first sitcom. Well, if that well, first it, episode yeah. doesn't work, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter how good the other five are. And if the first episode does work, somebody can jolly well pay you to write the other five yeah. episodes. Yeah. There is no reason to... If you yeah. are going to spend your time writing six scripts, write six different scripts. Yeah. And also, I think people... That writing six scripts is going to make you incredibly resistant to changes on that first right. script, yeah. because you you know that you're going to have to rewrite the next five, yes. as a result of those changes. So I mean, it's worth writing a second one for your own edification, yeah. to, to, as a proof of concept, for example. Because sure. occasionally, and that's another thing that um, we occasionally see in a script, is it feels like it has a beginning and a middle and an end. In a in a one act two act three act kind yes. of way, in which point you think we've well, written this is a movie, um, and that's great. Good good <coughs> luck for you. Good luck getting well, it yeah. made. Yeah. But um, no, we just spoken to Toby Davis about getting movies made, um, but um, but yeah, sometimes it turns out that you've got a you've got a movie idea. <laughs> talked a little bit beforehand and James and I have talked a lot about this about you know what is what is sitcom now what's the sort of then the kind of the the changing face of comedy and drama and we're getting more comedies that we're getting more dramas with comedy in them we're getting more comedy with narrative in them and you know but you've got you, you there is the comedy department and the drama department you are the writer's room so you so in a sense, I mean, are you looking to? Uh, do you sometimes find a writer and just think, well, they're, they're, it's quite funny, but it's brilliant story. Should I point them more towards drama, or do, do you have that kind of power and uh, over that at all? Sometimes we do get a script into um, the comedy window, which feels very much like drama, and vice versa in the drama window. And you think this is a hilarious script. Why have they sent it to drama? Um, my feeling is if the script is that good we're not mad we're not going to go well it's a brilliant drama script but it came into comedy so we do know we want nothing to do with this person <laughs> um of course you know we're, we're going to take that and, and have a conversation about it and, and work out we should probably meet this person but but this isn't the right place for them comedy isn't the right place for them um on a you know that's a very practical thing with, with what we do on a broader level that industry-wide question of you know comedy bleeding into drama and, and vice versa i don't think it's one that's been answered yet maybe there isn't an answer david um 
you know, I think with the rise of um, video on demand and, you know, the big cable channels and all that sort of thing, that that sort of all bets are off to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things are, you know, there is a tendency in comedy at the moment to go very single camera and that can sometimes lead to, you know, long periods w without without laughter, which if it's a really good one, you, you can buy that time without without laughter because you know. I can't but sure <laughs> Sam can actually that's remind, that did remind me I wanted to ask you as well about um, do you, you of your 3,000 or so sitcom uh, 3,000 or so scripts that you get uh, what proportion roughly would you say are audience sitcom very few yeah. very few um, I was trying we don't record that statistically um, but I'd say it was certainly less than a quarter. Right. Um, uh, there are some which you could go either way. They could be single cam. They mm. could be studio sitcoms. Yeah. But the, the out-and-out, for want of a better word, traditional studio sitcom, mm. you don't see very often. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, if if I think if you I think if you can crack that. Mm early evening mm. studio sitcom um you know it, you you could do very well but it's it's a hard yeah. thing to and do and it, basically, on, oh, no, i was just gonna say like it's such a magical thing like mm. it, you can apply for tickets and go see recordings of the sitcoms mm. and it, it is such a great thing when you get that dynamic mm. the yeah. live audience and the performers and yeah. Yeah. it is a beautiful yeah. but equally bearing in mind that you're trying to find writers if you think you can do that really well and that that suits your writing style, then do it. Then do but, it, But yes. you're not going to get an advantage as far as you guys are concerned if your actual voice is, is more authored, single camera in some nebulous way that's hard to define. No, I mean, we're, as I said, we are looking for voice. But, in, you know, I failed magnificently to answer that question of what is voice, but I think if someone has thought very carefully about who's the audience for this, this is a this is a studio sitcom or this is a radio comedy or you're you're on the way to thinking in a much broader way about what your piece is it's 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 got beyond um just kind of getting your stuff down on paper you've actually gone through a process of thinking about your audience mm. and i think that's really important and it also helps you to stop because I think there's often, especially if it's your first script, to be like, this is the one thing and this is this. And it's not. You will have so many ideas and write so many different things as a writer. And mm. I think it's about broadening what you think of as your career, which is why things like Newsjack and mm. looking at other writers' careers and seeing the kind of work that they do. It's very seldom mm. that someone just does one thing. Mm. Yeah. I think it is part of your job as well as, as a writer to know what else is out there. Mm. Um, and, and that's, you know... That's a lot of stuff. When you look at television and radio, when you look at what people are putting online yeah. off their own bat, um, all of those things, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, and it's about broadening your understanding of that landscape and then finding your place on it. And then okay, that triggers another thing about also it may be that you've discovered that your show, uh, your idea is basically it already exists. Um, for example, when I, you know, I read a student comedy um, the other day and just thought, oh, well, Fresh Meat was, was on. This isn't going to happen for another five to ten years. Again, it doesn't matter because it's a, it's a calling card. Your script is showing what yeah. you can do. So maybe don't panic about if you are about to hit send on the script and then 
coming soon from the BBC. <laughs> Your new, idea. Brand yeah. new, brand new comedy with incredibly famous yeah. person. Yeah. Um, one of the Pythons yeah. is you know doing blah blah blah. You know, okay, well that's the end of that. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about yeah. that because you know you in in let's take our three, our example of our three thousand scripts. There's going to be several hundred that are about the same thing. Mm. Um, parents moving, kids moving back in with parents. Wh- whatever will be, it is, there, will be a tenth. Of whether them. you like it or not, yeah. whether you think your idea is fantastically original, yeah. there are going to be well, bunch of several, twenty something, several yes, dozen guys. that are yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, it's kind of but where character comes into it. It's where character comes, and it's where, and again, this thing will... about voice. You know, yeah. there will be yeah. one of those which, where everyone will go, "Wow, yeah, what that was brilliant." Which mm. one? Oh, the one about all the twenty somethings living yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, and you go, well, yeah, that doesn't even begin to describe it. Exactly. And yet it, yeah. and yet it sort of does, yeah. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of what you need to do. Now, can we go, go slightly one step further? And mm. now, let's say you are one of those people who has written one of those, uh, is, is it about 12 people that you take? Uh, what, 12 what, or 13 at the, yeah. You, you take, so... so what, what's, what's the bronze? What's the silver? Yeah. What's the gold? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, when we've... Um, uh, got down to that very small percentage at the at, at the top, um, sort of 150. Well, we we bring it down even more to about 30. Yeah, 30 to 40 scripts go to. Um, and that's that's when we you know, well in the 1970s there would be smoke filled rooms, but there's, there's no smoke in this building <laughs> anymore. Um, Absolutely. And not. and you you talk you talk about these scripts, you talk about what these voices are like, what they're doing, and um, and then we ask to to meet those those writers and um uh, we bring them in and we have a chat um and and that in itself is very useful for us because we're we're opening mm. the pool of people that we know of mm. who are at the, on the cusp of, of you know starting their writing writing mm. career or or often are, are a little way into moving it, on to the next know, stage moving on the next yeah. stage so you take so from 12 so from those. that sort of 30 or 40 people that we meet we invite 12 or 13 the, the number's slightly fluid because a lot of comedy people write in duos mm-hmm. um, uh, and we invite them on to what we call Comedy Room um, very original name and does what it says on the door it does. Yeah. Uh, um, and we invite them to come and spend one day with us per month for six months and on each of those days, we try and pack them pretty solidly. Mm. Um, and it's a mixture of um, uh, skills. Mm. So we'll do some practical work on um, creating gags or creating characters or, you know, very kind of hands, hands-on stuff with people in the industry who are, who are working now. And but we'll mix that with exposing them to bits of the industry that they may not necessarily be familiar with. So, for example, if you you're very passionate about television comedy, but you don't know very much about radio comedy, we can spend a day. We'll work on radio comedy and all the various iterations of that. Um, similarly, we spend a day with children's. Mm-hmm. Very often, people don't even think about children's. Children use an enormous amount of comedy writers mm-hmm. for both sketch and gag and for. Um, uh, 30-minute episodes. Um, and quite often you, you you know, you have this sort of road to Damascus moment for some people where they're, you know, they're in Salford um, with children's and they come at the end and say, I, that, that was brilliant, I didn't know any of that. Um, 
I would like to talk to some of those producers and mm. pitch them some ideas for that. So it's an opportunity to just see the wider range of things that you can could be writing for mm. and the different areas you could be writing for. And I think that's more and more important now because as a writer, you have to have a portfolio of yeah. of projects and, and of careers almost. Yeah. Um, and um, coupled with um, some, some uh, practical work, uh, and of course, in the process of that, you're meeting um, the various producers and executive producers um, from both the BBC and from the independent sector mm. uh, who make stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, that's essentially what what Comedy Room is. Mm. Um, and so it's a bit of career development. It's a bit it's of career development, it's and a bit then of training. It's a bit of mentoring. There's kind a bit of, of mentoring, and uh, we 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 script edit a piece of work. For each writer, yeah. um, which they then, it, hopefully, they will have a a, a spec script yeah. that's in good industry shape yeah, yeah. that they can take yeah, take yeah, around right. with them as well. Yeah. Okay. So in a way, it's actually it's stuff it's stuff that money can't buy, really, isn't it? In terms of it's a mixture of mentoring, access, awareness, yes, meeting other writers at a similar age. And, and I think that's really important yeah. because it can be a very lonely yeah. existence, yeah. and to have people at the same level as you. Mm. Uh, the same part part of your career um, that you can just lift the phone mm. it's really important yeah. incredibly yeah. important and it's um, surprising how much work can come from your peers as well later on as absolutely. people kind of develop yeah. and get yeah. different areas yeah, yeah. Can you, are you able to give us any examples of people who've gone through the process or, and now um, in LA by the pool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've been not running writing. it for three years yeah. so we're, we're not there yet yeah. right, okay. um, we have I don't want to single people out, but mm. we, we have seen mm. people moving on to work on shows as sort of writers for hire on mm. episodes of shows. Um, we've got some people who have gone into development with um, uh, with different parts of the industry in their work. There's some um, people who like hadn't maybe written for children's before who've now suddenly found a voice that sits really well in children's. Yeah. So it's opened mm. up a part of their portfolio that they might not have, yeah. you know... Yeah. Thought so, about. so we have certainly noticed people g garnering work, mm. um, and and I can trace that back to a particular meeting they had mm. when they were with us, or a particular yeah. session that opened up a door for them, that yeah, yeah. or an awareness for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully, it's like a sense of community as well. So, like the people who come through, mm. we we still have we're still aware of and we can still like yeah. have conversations with which is nice. but something that I mean it's worth saying um, you know we I'd say we get a huge amount of scripts every year and I think in total when we total up all the things we do um, it's sort of between 10 and 13,000 scripts a year so it's a lot of people we're engaging with um, but that's good hmm. I think that's it's good for us but I also think it's good that people have somewhere to come to mm. um, and I do notice that you know there are writers who on their first attempt didn't get very far but the persistence mm. over the years yeah. by year three or year four they're starting to have meetings yeah. and um, I met up with a writer last week um, and she's had two commissions this year um, and she sent a script to us every year for I think six years mm going from kind of zero yeah. through to a point where she was in development with people. Mm. So um, keep I, going. I, I think yeah, keep, keep going pushing. is a, 
and, mm. and it's hard to hear sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you've just had a, you know, um, uh, a, a rejection slip yeah. or whatever. But I, yeah, but again, that's normal. Yeah, I mean, you've got to keep writing. I mean, I'm, I'm theoretically vaguely successful. And and rejection is normally is normal for yeah. me, and so I and sometimes you get a oh they're going to make it they're going to do it and you think really it's it's you know mm. it's the un- <laughs> unprepared and yeah. if you if you, in a way if you can't handle that graft and that success yeah. and the fact that you know it will take you three five ten years to get anywhere yeah um, but and also it, to be any good and you don't get anywhere until you are good and it I, takes a while to get why why should it be easy. I, I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> I think the other thing is, and, and you know, and this is a bit of a cliche, but there is no such thing as an overnight success. You yeah. know? Mm. Um, I think someone suddenly pops up on your screen, or you know, has a has a sitcom, and you you know, never heard of them before, and you go, "Blimey, that was lucky!" And you go, "No, they've been around yeah. for fifteen years." Yeah, yeah. Miranda, they were about to give up. Like Miranda, it's just like yeah, yeah. She was in Hyperdrive and not going out, and episodes of you know Lead Balloon and 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 several series of radio show as well. How I never heard of it. Okay, fine. I just uh, I think have we covered everything there? I think. Do we need to do any any summing up? I'd just like to sum up. I've uh, just been taking notes um, during uh, that. Episode. Yeah. It so. Yes, it's all coming back. Yeah. It's a It will be used against <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, ju- just the kind of headline points, really, for uh, before you send your your script to writers' room, uh, these things will help you um, make sure you get to the setup of your story uh, as quickly as possible. Um, think think about uh, radio. Think about writing a script for radio rather than necessarily for for screen. Um, pay attention to detail. Um, that's but and, and don't get bogged down in detail. Don't get bogged down. No. Yes, don't uh, expect this to be the script that's going to get made. This is your calling card mm. for future scripts. Yeah. Uh, f- find your voice, as we all know, mm. very difficult. But the way yeah. to find it is to have your very clear, distinct yeah. characters. Make sure your main character uh, there, there's a gap, the flaw in the characters between who they are. Who, who who they think they are and who we know who we they know are. they are. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the, uh, the, the those are the headlines. Anything? I've yeah, I mean, what missed? I would just say about you know, the radio thing, David. The risk of me coming to two and a half thousand radio scripts mm. in, in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, what I'm saying is, don't if if your script is a television script, write a television yeah, script. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah. But don't forget about mm, the yeah. other areas. Yeah. If you, if and you, if you, you love ear, radio, yeah. then write radio. If you have yeah, an absolutely. ear for dialogue, then mm. ra- yeah. radio. Yeah. If you have a very strong visual sense, yeah. then uh, obviously radio yeah. is not such a but great idea. I think if you don't listen to radio, yeah. have a listen to radio. Because yeah. it, 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 there's some really mm. magical I shows. I think we've said yeah. before, radio, they make more uh, comedy on radio than all the TV, all TV yes. companies yes. in the, the world put together. So I don't have fun. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're having fun writing yeah. and enjoying yeah. the world, then that's kind of yeah. the likelihood yeah. of other people having fun reading it is really good as yeah. well. Yeah. The other thing I would say is, if you haven't discovered it already, go to our website. There is loads of stuff mm. there that is there for writers. It is yeah. to help writers. It is to inform writers. Um, if you're interested in Comedy Room, um, have a look on there. It will give you more information about it. Um, and I, a personal plea. Please don't upload your script one minute before the deadline. (laughs) (laughs) You have loads of time. Um, If you haven't come to us before, there is a little bit of um, bureaucracy involved in as much as you have to just set up an account, Mm. which is a writer's room account. It's not the standard BBC account, which 
most people have to access mm -hmm. iPlayer and things like that. It is an, 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 an writer's room account. It's very straightforward, but it will take you a little bit of time. And you will need your script saved as a PDF. Yeah. Um, okay. But and the other thing is, submit your script when it's ready, just because we don't accept resubmissions. So yeah. that's that's worth thinking about. Like, submit yeah. the the version of your script that you think is the best that it can be. Mm. Yeah. Great advice. I mean, Fantastic. it's all there, all there for the taking, isn't it? In terms of what an opportunity, and a lot of people do write to us and say, independent production companies all say we don't accept scripts other than through agents and all that kind of stuff. And and here we are mm. talking to people whose job it is to find new voices, yeah. writing comedy. So make their life as easy as possible and send them something <laughs> awesome. Great advice there, Brilliant. right there. Yes. <laughs> and I, I have to say, I mean, yeah, we've talked a lot mm. about you know, the the amount of scripts. Mm. I love reading through all those scripts. Now, I don't get to read all of them because I'd be very old by the time I finish. Um, but, you know, in the department, we, we try and read as many as we can. Yeah. And, and it's a great experience yeah. to, to, to read a really great script. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks very much. That's been very, very helpful. And um, I say James and I having to put our own scripts away now they're not yeah. going to accept them yeah. uh, but they will accept yours yeah. so uh, do um, uh, th th do do send them uh, what's the deadline again April the so uh, uh, it opens on 19th. Monday the 19th of March and the closing date is the 16th of April um, I, I believe it's a 5pm yeah. right. don't closing don't leave it to the last minute and you know and and you know get get I would suggest getting your script ready two weeks beforehand putting it in a drawer for three, four days, coming back to it, having one more go over, rinse it, you know, cut out anything that's not necessary, bring the action forward, sharpen up the characters, add detail, blah, 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 take away detail, and then send it. Yeah. Um, so so have, have a plan, have a plan. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks ever so much. Thank you, uh, Amanda, and thank you, thank Simon, you. as well. And uh, yes, well, good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Yeah. Cool, we've never ended with a good luck everyone before, that's great. <laughs>